Hey fam, hello, hello, hello. Family, I am coming here with a word from the Lord today. We are going to yield to the Lord and just let the Holy Spirit have his way. But the Lord, he told me, he said, go tell my people to embrace the new thing. The Lord is saying, embrace the new thing. Don't reject it. Don't despise it. Embrace it. It's not going to be what you think it's going to be. It's not going to look like how you think it's going to look. It's not going to go how you think it should go. But embrace the change, okay? Embrace it. Um, I'm going to take you to John chapter 7. Well, first let's go to Isaiah 43. Isaiah 43. Because we know he said he's doing a new thing, y'all. Can you not perceive it? You feel like your life has just been like flipped upside down. But it's because God is doing a new thing. I'm sorry if you hear that. I'm turning the air up because it's a little hot in this car. Um... Let's go to verse verse 18. Isaiah 43, verse 18. But forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I am going to do. For I'm about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. The wild animals in the fields and the jackals will thank me will thank me and the jackals that I was too for giving them water in the desert. Yes, I will make rivers in the dry wasteland so my chosen people can be refreshed. God said, I'm, I'm making a way for you. I'm preparing the way for you. Embrace the change. Embrace it. Yes, it feels like you are walking into something blind, but the Lord is saying because I am your eyes. I am your eyes. I see things that you can't see. I hear things you can't hear. So when I tell you to leave these people, when I tell you to back away, it's because I hear things that you don't hear. I see things that you don't see. When I tell you to pack up and leave that job, it's because I know the plans I have for you. I know what your expected end is like, says the Lord. I created that end for you. Don't despise the process. Don't demonize the process. Don't focus on the devil and his plots and schemes. Focus on me, says the Lord. That is what God is speaking. Focus on me. Give it to me. And watch how I multiply it. He said, I'm doing something new. You can't see it? Reflect on what God has brought you through. And you can't see the new thing? Sometimes you will feel like you're stretching. But that's because God's expanding you. And you are walking by faith and not by sight. So you can't see why you feel this stretching. But you have to trust in your heart that God still got you. It's uncomfortable, but God still got you. It don't feel good, but God still got you. Okay, family? Let's go to John um, 7. Because, family, I'm telling you, the Lord, he put this in my spirit the other night. And I just sat on his word for a little bit. Because I really had to allow the Lord to minister to me some more about what exactly was he saying. 
You know, like what exactly was she saying? Because I knew it was a word for me and I knew it was a word for you. So I had to get fed by it first so I can come and deliver it to you. Um, now let's, okay, I got to read from the top so it can make sense to you. After this, Jesus traveled around Galilee. He wanted to stay out of Judea, where the Jewish leaders were plotting his death. But soon it was time for the Jewish festival of shelters. And Jesus' brother said to him, leave here and go to Judea, where your followers can see your miracles. You can't become famous if you hide like this. If you can do such wonderful things, show yourself to the world. For even his brothers didn't believe in him. So we have Jesus Christ, Jesus, Jesus, and people didn't believe in him. People still don't believe in Jesus, but I'm just saying his own brothers didn't believe who he said he was. They didn't believe that he was the I am who is I am. They didn't believe that about Jesus. So he understands what you're feeling. That's why he says, come to me, because he understands. Jesus replied, now is not the right time for me to go, but you can go anytime. The world can't hate you, but it does hate me because I accuse it of doing evil. You go on. I'm not going to this festival because my time has not yet come. After saying these things, Jesus remained in Galilee. Jesus teaches openly at the temple. But after his brothers left for the festival, Jesus also went, though secretly, staying out the public view. It's all about knowing your time. His brothers was urging him to go, but he knew that they was plotting on him. He said, right now ain't the time. It ain't the time right now. You could go anytime. P.P. told his brothers. He said, you could go anytime because they, they don't hate you. But if I know I go right now, they, they, they plotting to set me up. And that's why you, you, you feel like the Lord has been blocking you. You feel like things have been blocking you to get into where God has showed you. But the Lord is saying, I knew if I would let you go too soon, they was plotting on your defeat. They was plotting to bring you harm. So I had to keep you back in Galilee for a little bit. You had to stay in Galilee for a little bit. But it's time for me to make all that is secret revealed. All that has been kept secret is now becoming revealed, says the Lord. Jesus also went through secretly, staying out of the public view. The Jewish leaders tried to find him at the festival and kept asking if anyone had seen him. There was a lot of grumbling about him among the crowd. Some argued he's a good man, but others said he's nothing but a fraud who deceives the people. But no one had the courage to speak favorably about him in public. Mm, that goes back to what Isaiah 53, where they said he was despised and rejected. He was hated without cause. So he understands. For they were afraid of getting in trouble with the Jewish leaders. Then midway through the festival, Jesus went up to the temple and began to teach. The people were surprised when they heard him. How does he know so much when he hasn't been trained, they asked. So Jesus told them, my message is not my own. It comes from God who sent me. Anyone who wants to do the will of God will know whether my teaching is from God or merely my own. 
Those who speak for themselves want glory only for themselves. But a person who seeks to honor the one who sent him speaks truth, not lies. Moses gave you the law, but none of you obey it. In fact, you are trying to kill me. The crowd replied, you are demon possessed. Who's trying to kill you? Jesus replied, I did one miracle on the Sabbath and you were amazed, but you worked on the Sabbath too when the when you obey Moses' law of circumcision. Actually, this tradition of circumcision began with the patriarchs long before the law of Moses. For if the correct time for your circumcision, for circumcising your son falls on the Sabbath, you go ahead and do it. If so not to break the law of Moses. So why should you be angry with me for healing a man on the Sabbath? Look beneath the surface so you can judge correctly. Mm. And that's the part right there that I really wanted to pull out. Look beneath the surface so you can judge correctly. You have to go deep within. You can't just look at it surface level. You can't just look at things surface level, but you got to get into the nitty gritty of it. You got to get into the cracks, folds, and crevices because then you're going to start going towards the root. What is the root cause of what's going on? What is what is supplying what's happening? Because, you know, when you're at the root, that's where you see, where you see how what's, what's the nutrients is like. What, 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 what that, what the, what, what's producing the plant to grow, if I shall say. I hope that makes sense. Like, that is how the, the, the tree or whatever feeds off of is at the root. So, we got to go check the root. We got to see what's going on at this root. Once you can see what's going on at the root, then you can judge correctly. Then you will have a deeper level of understanding. You can't just come to God at surface level. You got to go within. He is within you. So when you when you come to God, you got to tap into the within. What's going on in there? What's going on in there? Then you can judge your situations correctly. Then you won't despise the process. Then you won't lack faith. Then you will trust God. Then you will believe in who Jesus said he is once you tap into within, once you come beneath the surface. You understand? Peter on a boat. Peter, that boat was sitting surface level, but the Lord called Peter deep. He called him into the water. Well, really, Peter was like, if that's you, Lord, t- call me and I'm, I'm coming. So so the Peter, he spoke out to the Lord, shall I say. But Jesus called him and he said, come on. He was bringing him beneath the surface. He was showing him that, listen, when you trust me, even this body of water has to obey you when you trust me. Keep your eyes focused on me, says the Lord, and trust me. Faith is going to go against your common sense. Faith is the substance of things that you are hoping for with the evidence of things that you cannot see. You have to believe in who I said I am. Once you believe in who I said I am, you shall tell this mountain to uproot. and It will uproot. But it all goes back to, do you believe in who I said I was? Trust me. Mm, 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 mm. Lord, if there's anything else you want me to say, 
I'm going to say it, Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Lord. But if not, Lord, you already know your daughter, she ready to end this this, this uh, episode, Lord. So just use my best word if there's anything else you need me to say. I'm going to keep reading. Some of the people who lived in Jerusalem started to ask each other, isn't this the man they are trying to kill? But here he is speaking in public and they say nothing to him. Could our leaders possibly believe that he is the Messiah? But how could he be? For we know where this man comes from. When the Messiah comes, he will simply appear. No one will know where he comes from. So you got to tap. You got to tap into God. You can't tap into your own mind. Because they thought they knew where Jesus came from. They thought they knew where Jesus was coming from, but they had no idea who really was standing before them. Because if they did know, they wouldn't have rejected him. They wouldn't have despised him, but they couldn't get past their own understandings. And I need you to learn that from this scripture right here. You got to get past your own understanding. You can't lean onto your understanding and God's. You have to let one go. And I'm here to tell you, you got to let your own understandings go. It says, but how could he be? For we know this man comes where this man comes from. When the Messiah comes, he will simply appear. No one will know where he comes from. While Jesus was teaching in the temple, he called out. Yes, you know me. And you know where I come from, but I'm not here on my own. The one who sent me is true and you don't know him, but I know him because I come from him and he sent me to you. You don't know where Jesus is coming from next. You don't know where he's about to make his next move. You don't know where he's about to be next, but just know that God is sending him. Don't lean on to, oh, he gotta come through like this. Oh, it has to happen like this. Oh, it gotta work like that. You can't do that. You gotta trust in who he said he is. Just know he's coming. (laughs) Just know that God is sending his son. Just know that he is, you are in his hand. Then the leaders tried to arrest him, but no one laid a hand on him because his time had not yet come. Many among the crowds at the temple believed in him after all. They said, would you expect the Messiah to do more miraculous signs than this man has done? When the Pharisee heard that the crowds were whispering such things, they and the leading priests sent temple guards to arrest Jesus. But Jesus told them, I'll be with you only a little longer. Then I will return to the one who sent me. You will search for me, but not find me. And you cannot go where I am going. The Jewish leaders were puzzled by this statement. Where is he planning to go? They asked. Is he thinking of leaving the country and going to the Jews in the other lands? Maybe he will even teach the Greeks. What does he mean when he says, you will search for me, but not find me. And you cannot go where I am going. Listen. Jesus is so deep, y'all. Jesus is so deep. Because he'll say one thing, and that it ain't even what you think. But what the Lord is saying, he's saying, come to me while you can still see me. Come to me while you can still find me. I'm preparing this place for you. Trust me. Don't let your heart go hard. But believe in my testimony. 
follow me. On the last day, the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and, and shouted to the crowds, Anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures declare, rivers of living water will flow from his heart. When he said living water, he was speaking of the spirit who would be given to everyone believing in him. But the spirit had not yet been given because Jesus had not yet entered into his glory. Family. He is the living water. God is giving you an invitation right now. And he's saying, come to me. And I will give you rivers of living water. You will thirst no more. You will not go looking and searching here and there for your next solution. But you'll trust in me. You'll drink of this water and you won't be thirsty no more. I will quench that thirst that is within you. I will fill the voice that's within you. I will I will heal that hurt that is within you. I will heal that pain that is within you. But you got to drink of this cup. Mm. He said, but you got to drink of this cup. Who, Jesus? You got to drink of this cup. Mm, 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 mm. And let me tell you, sometimes that cup, when you drink of that cup, let me tell you, sometimes it's going to be a little bitter. <laughs> it's it's going to hit you in some places. It's going, it's going to slash you in a couple places. But when you drink of this cup, when you start really listening and believing and trusting in him and depending in him on him, you start to see just how free you really are. Then you will enter into this rest that has been made since the beginning. Once you start to believe, once you start to drink of this cup, sometimes that cup is going to have a little bit of suffering in it. But it's for your good. It's for your good. Okay? It's for your good. Do not despise the process, family. Do not despise the process. Because it's for your good. I can tell you now. I had to. I Listen. I drank of that cup. Okay? I drank of that cup. I'm, I'm drinking of the cup. Okay? But let me tell you something. I don't despise it. I don't despise when I first came to the Lord. I don't despise it. It didn't feel good in the process. It didn't feel good at all. But I wouldn't take it back. I wouldn't take back one night of suffering. I wouldn't take it back. Because I couldn't see him how I see him now. I couldn't know him how I know him now. I couldn't trust him the way I trust him now. If it wasn't for those sleepless nights. If it wasn't for the fear. If it wasn't for the hurt. If it wasn't for the pain. If it wasn't for the nights that I cried and cried and cried. I would never know that he was my comforter. If it wasn't for those nights. You don't see it when it's happening. But one day you will see it. One day, you're not going to really know what's going on. But if one day you're going to be sitting back and you're going to be like, wow, it's only, it's been you this whole time. This whole time, you have really been my strength because I was at my weakest. But now I don't even know how I came out of it. I don't even know how I still got my mind. I don't know how I still, I still can go out in public and smile. I don't know how I can love again. I don't know how I can trust again. But it's because you are who you said you are. <laughs> That's what it be about. I could have lost my mind. I could have ended my life. It's people that have been put in the same predicament as me and they couldn't handle it, Lord. 
and I see you are my strength. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Y'all, I just pray this word has blessed you, family, because I just know what God can do for you. I know what Jesus can do for you. I know if you bring him what you got, that he will multiply it. I know he'll do it. So that's why I'm coming here and I'm just giving you this word. And I urge you just to go back to the Lord in prayer and and get more revelation because he wants to speak to you. Don't ever let somebody tell you that he don't speak. Don't let nobody tell you that God don't speak. Don't let nobody tell you that the Holy Spirit won't talk to you. Because that is a lie. God speaks. It's just, are you listening? Are you listening? Are you listening? Do you have eyes that see? Do you have ears that hear? But let's pray real quick. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I'm praying for your child receiving this word father your child being fed by this word lord i pray that you give them new revelation lord i pray that you give them new understanding father i pray that they do not depend on their own understanding but they lean on you they trust on you they trust in your wisdom lord they trust in your splendor father that they will see that you are all that you have claimed to be, Father. That they become a witness. They begin to testify of your goodness, Lord. Of your righteousness. Of your unfailing love, Lord. I pray that this child has an interaction with you, Lord. That is undeniable. I pray that you just give them a one-on-one, Lord. Like you gave Nicodemus, Lord. Let them see who you are, Lord. Because you can show them way better than I can tell them, Lord. (laughs) You can show them. Allow them to drink of the living water, Lord. Allow them to see that you are who will quench that thirst. Oh, Jesus. And you deserve all the glory, Lord. You deserve all the honor. You deserve all the praise, Lord. And it is in your mighty, it's in your holy name that I pray. Amen. Family. I pray this word bless you, okay? In the name of Jesus. And I just love you so much. I'm sorry, my throat. It's early in the morning, so my throat, I be having to get it together still when I wake up early, okay? So it be taking me a little bit. (laughs) But I just, family, go to God. Go to Jesus. He is the lover of your soul. Oh, I'm not going to cry. He is the lover of your soul. Do you hear me? I just remember. At a point walking in this world and not acknowledging him. Living my days like he didn't exist. Mm, 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 mm. But he was faithful to me when I wasn't even faithful to him. He kept his word to me when I wasn't even standing on his word. Oh, Jesus. And that's why I love him so much. Because it was days, it was years, that I didn't care about him. He was the farthest thought from my mind. But he had me on his mind still. Ooh, I ain't gonna cry, y'all. <laughs> I ain't gonna cry. But that's why I love him so much. Because he loved me first. And I just want you to experience that love experience that love okay 
because it is a love that will super super exceed all your understandings it is a love that will just make you want to be better without him even without him even having to be harsh on you like you get what i'm saying like once you really experience his love it makes you want to be better it makes you want to do better. It makes you want to say better. Even when you make a mistake, even when you do stumble, his love just pulls you back and it makes you just want to be better. <laughs> just makes you want to be better. And I want you to experience that, okay? I love you so, 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 so much. And let's say this together. Most importantly, Jesus loves you. Bye. Hey fam, hello, hello, hello. Family, I am back with a quick, 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 quick word. But the Lord brought it to me, and now it's time for me to bring it to you. Family, the Lord is bringing you into a new land. He's bringing you into new territory. He's bringing you into a new place to enter and occupy, okay? And the Lord, he gave me a reminder. Because I'm going to tell you what he said to me. He said, what are you leaving behind in this land when I tell you to go? Everything that you're leaving behind in this land, make a list. Write it down. Let it go. Leave it in this land that you were leaving. And he said, don't be like Lot's wife. Don't look back. Once you leave this land and I give you what is yours, don't you look back back because remember what happened to Lot's wife remember Jesus said that to his disciples he said remember what happened to Lot's wife when you leave this land and you enter the land the Lord is giving you you better run out this land like a bat out of hell okay do not look back okay I'm gonna read you Lot's wife it said um Meanwhile, the angels request question Lot. Do you have any other relatives here in the city? They ask. Get them out of this place. Your sons-in-laws, sons, daughters, or anyone else. For we are about to destroy this city completely. The outcry against this place is so great. It has reached the Lord. And he has sent us to destroy it. So Lot rushed out. Hold on. I'm turning, family. I'm turning. I'm turning. If y'all ain't know your sister's driving. Um, just a brief, you know, brief, brief turn. Okay. And it says, so Lot rushed out to tell his daughters, fiancés, quick, get out of the, of the city. The Lord is about to destroy it. But the young men thought he was only joking. At dawn the next morning, the angels became insistent. Hurry, they said to Lot. Take your wife and your two daughters who are here. Get out right now or you will be swept away in the destruction of the city. When Lot still hesitated, the angel seized his hand and the hands of his wife and his two daughters rushed them to, to safety outside the city for the Lord was merciful. When they were safely out of the city, one of the angels ordered, run for your lives and don't look back or stop anywhere in the valley. Escape to the mountains or you will be swept away. Let me tell you something. The Lord says, do not hesitate. When he tells you to get out of that relationship, he says, do not hesitate. When I tell you it's time to go, it's time to go, says the Lord. He said, do not hesitate. He is being merciful to you. 
And I really sense in my spirit that it's somebody you have been praying to the Lord to get you out of this relationship. And the Lord said, it's time. I have prepared the way for you. And do not hesitate. Do not hesitate. I have a place prepared for you, says the Lord. When the Lord tells you to leave that job, you do not hesitate. When he says, it, today's the day, put in that resignation. That is what he is talking about. Today is the day. Do not hesitate. Leave this land. Do you understand me? He is being merciful to you. Merciful to you. And he needs you not to hesitate. It says, oh my Lord, Lotbag, you have been so gracious to me and saved my life. And you have shown much great kindness, but I cannot go to the mountains. Disasters would catch me there. See, there is a small, he said, and I would soon die. See, there is a small village nearby. Please let me go there instead. Don't you see how small it is? Then my life will be saved. All right, the angel said. I will grant your request. I will not destroy the little village, but hurry, escape to it. For I have, I do, I can do nothing until you arrive there. This explains why Lot, why the village was known as Zor, which means little place. Lot reached the village just as the sun was rising over the horizon. Then the Lord rained down the burning, the burning sulfur from the sky on Sodom and Gomorrah. He utterly destroyed them along with along with the other cities and villages of the plain, wiping out the people and every bit of vegetation. But Lot's wife looked back as she was following behind him and turned into a pillar of salt. Okay, the Lord is saying, if you turn back, once I set you free from this relationship, once I set you free from that stronghold, if you look back, you will be stuck. You have been warned. Once I make the way for you, if you decide to go back to your old ways, you will be stuck. You will be stuck. Take heed from Lot's wife. Because the Lord is not playing. Where in scriptures did they say that she unturned from a pillar of salt? Where did it say that, that the Lord gave her back her, her, her regular flesh? He took back he took her from being a pillar of salt and restored her. Where did you see that at? Or is she still stuck to this very day? The Lord said, when you go into this land that I have prepared for you, you have to strip off the old man. You got to strip off that dead way of thinking. And you have to allow me to transform you into this new being by changing the way you think. That's Romans 12 and 2. Do not conform to the customs of this world, but allow the Lord to be transformed, to transform you by the renewing of your mind. I'm paraphrasing it. Jesus said to his disciples, you remember what happened to Lot's wife, right? He was warning them. Remember what happened to his wife. And I'm here to tell you, you remember what happened to Lot's wife when she turned around. When, when she was wavering. When she was trying to be double-minded. You have prayed for this. You have asked the Lord to break you free from things. And he says, I'm doing it. But I need you to commit to me. You can no longer be double-minded in this land I am giving you. If you look back, if you look back, 
you will you will see where it is going to lead you if you choose to look back you will see how things are not going to be pleasant for you you will be in that situation stuck if you look back it said lot reached the village so he reached the place that the lord said he said he said can i go to the place and he got permission to go to the village. He reached the, the land that was safe for him, that the Lord prepared for him. But Lot's wife wasn't content in that land. She wanted to look back. She wanted to she wanted to do what she wanted to do. And look where it got her. And I need you to learn from this. I need you to remember these times. I need you to remember these difficulties. I need you to remember how much you beg God to get you out of here. Because he's bringing you to your village. He's bringing you to your land. Do you hear me? I love you, family. I'm about to pray for you and I'm going to let you go, okay? Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I am coming to you, Father, humbly but thankfully, Lord. I'm thankful for this child receiving this word, Lord. And I pray that you strengthen them, Lord. I pray that they do not turn to look back. I pray that they do not, they don't, they don't teeter totter between the world and you, Lord, but they will choose to stand firm in you, Lord, that they will no longer be bound to that situation, but they shall receive freedom, God. And I pray that they stay free, Lord. I thank you for getting them out of this situation, Lord. I thank you for preparing the way, Lord. I thank you for bringing them into this land that you have prepared for them. That you have set aside for them. And I pray that they are good stewards of this land, Lord. I just thank you, Father. Because I know you are doing it and I know it is finished, God. And I'm just praying for the strength and the obedience for this child receiving this word, Lord. Encourage them, Father. And only the way that you can encourage them, Lord. Minister to their their souls, Father. And only the way that you can minister to their souls, Lord. And I just want to give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. And it's in the mighty name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. Family, go to your father and allow him to download more into your spirit, okay? I love you so, so, so much. And let's say this together. Most importantly, Jesus loves you. Bye. Bye.